The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. MRP, or you will be listening to this precisely on Thursday, July 27th when it releases, which is exactly one day before my birthday. My birthday is Friday, July 28th, and what better way to celebrate 25 years of life than doing a little stroll down memory lane? And not just memories, but really the lessons that I've learned, the experiences that I've gained, and what the heck my last 25 years have been about. And for my 24th birthday, if you rewind way back to the show, I shared a lot of different life lessons that I've learned throughout this time. And for me to say that 25 feels like any other birthday, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I'm not there yet. It's not Friday yet, but it feels even just crazy to say that. Because to me, like being in your 20s, it's like 21, 22, it's like fun and new and, you know, life is this and that. But like 25 is, holy shit, you better have your shit together. You know what I mean? Like you're you're 25 now. You're not just in your 20s. Like you're halfway to 30. And I don't want to speed that process up by any means, but it is actually very, very hard for me to wrap my head around being 25. And I think another thing as well, I have always in my life been surrounded by people who are older than me. I I consider myself a relatively mature person and I typically get along with and build relationships with and you know, I'm surrounded by people who are older than me and and have kind of that same outlook but they're, you know, 5 years my elder or 6 years or so. So I was always like the baby of the group or the youngest of the group and like, "Oh, D, I can't believe you're only, you know, 22. You're the But now I feel like to say you're only 25 feels like I'm not only 25. Like I'm 25. Period. Point blank. And I don't know, like that to me is is a hard pill to swallow. So I, I, I'm starting to understand now as you get older, why birthdays kind of hit you in your feels uh, versus when you're younger and you're just celebrating the heck out of being like 11 years old or you're celebrating the heck out of turning 16. Like, yes, I'm still celebrating, absolutely. But it's hitting me a little bit harder than I think any of my birthdays prior to. So with this, you know, new found self-reflection, I wanted to be able to share with each of you some of the lessons that I've learned and the, I don't know, I guess just just insight really uh, that I've been through for this time because hindsight is always 2020, always, always, always. And there's about a million things we always, all of us, wish we could have said or done uh, in certain situations to better act, respond, think, change the course of action, do something differently. You, you wish you had the wisdom that you have now. You wish you could implement it and you wish you could have acted differently back then, whatever it is then that you're thinking about. And we know that is not how life works. But I do think it's really important to just reflect back on the things that you wish you could have done or those moments where you wish you could have acted differently. Because uh, if you're like me, a lot of the same messages, the reoccurring themes, they keep popping up. So that thing you wish you had done back in high school is in part the same thing you wish you would have done in college. You wish you would have done at this stage. You wish you would have said blank, blank, blank. And without that reflection piece, how do you know? How do you grow? How do you change? How do you, you know, better respond if you don't even know you're repeating the same responses? 
So if you could go back and tell your younger self something, um, and it still applies to you now, there's probably a good chance you haven't really changed shit. And me being in my feels for my 25th, uh, I haven't really changed shit. I mean, I have, but I haven't. And I think a lot of us are, you know, our, our personalities, the way we act, think, respond. Um, it is in part kind of an innate being. It, it, it is who you are, but we have to be able to grow. We have to be able to change. Um, and a lot of times too, these episodes, I don't think you guys even really know this. I haven't really talked about this as much on here, but a lot of these episodes are almost just sort of like a diary for me. If, if you will, in a really weird way. Like I get to talk and think and brainstorm on topics that I like, I know for a fact, so many of you guys can relate to, but really me too. A lot of what I share on here, yeah, I've learned the lesson and that's why I can share it, but that does not mean I don't need to relearn it. That does not mean I don't need to go over it again and being able to talk and and really feel the feels and, and express all of these things. Um, I'm not any bit different than a single one of my listeners, and I know that for a fact. And I think that's also why we all connect so well. And I hear that from you guys a lot, and I appreciate the heck out of every single one of you. This community is about growth. And being that I'm almost 25 years old, I want that connection. I want it more than anything in my life or at any other point of my life. And being surrounded by others who are also seeking that growth, they are also like-minded. It's really freaking cool. So sidebar, but cheers to the MRP and every single one of you who really makes this community what it is. So because we are hitting a milestone here, and I say we because I'm taking you guys along for the ride. We're all in this together, right? Because we are hitting a milestone. Um, it, it was about time I kind of called myself out and did a little bit more of that reflecting uh, of my own. And there are so many life lessons that I've learned, good, bad, ugly, you know, had to relearn over and over and over again in these last almost 25 years, but I wanted to break it down more so into like my very meaningful eras of my life uh, over these last 25 years and what me and all my, you know, all my wisdom now would tell that version of myself. So whether you're currently in a certain situation or a certain position that I'm going to go through or not, truthfully doesn't really matter because each of the life lessons that I've learned and what we're going to kind of discuss a little bit can be applied. And hopefully we can all learn a thing or two about each of these reflections. If I could tell high school me something, I would say to listen to the people around me because there is a very good chance they're actually trying to help. High school me was uh, many different people. Honestly, the four years of high school was four totally different versions of myself. The first two were maybe not the best and I think taught me the most and, and why I would tell myself during that time, little rebellious me, to just shut the fuck up and listen to the people around you. They're not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to, you know, put you in a box. Like they are genuinely trying to look out for your best interest. And hear me out. Nobody at the ripe age of 14, 15 years old wants to hear anything, especially from an adult, especially from your mom or your parents. Nobody wants to hear it. Why? Because you know everything at that age. You're a genius. You've got it all figured out. It's your way or the highway. You're right all the time. And that was the way I lived for a majority of the at least start of my high school years. 
um, that that was a time for me where I was constantly trying to be my own person and constantly trying to find my own identity outside of my brother and sister. So I'm a triplet, which I think is pretty cool. And people always ask me like, what, what is that like? The answer is I've never known anything different. So I, I don't, it's great. I, I mean, I love the hell out of it. I love the hell out of my siblings. We're super close. But to me growing up, it was, I hit a point where it was a big challenge because my identity was wrapped up in being a triplet. My identity was one of the magros, right? Not Deanna. I felt very much uh, caught up in and, you know, confined to that identity versus like, fuck, I just want to be me. I don't, I don't want to share my identity. I don't want to, I mean, now come to look in it and right again, reflecting back, hindsight's 2020. I love the fact that I'm a triplet. I love the fact that we are the Magros versus Dara, Deanna, and Derek. Yes, we're all Ds. So at that point of high school and, and at that age, I was hating that and I wanted to be my own person and was so desperate to create my own identity that I started doing really anything I could to lash out and be different and find my own friend group. And I started drinking, I started smoking, I started, you know, hanging out with all these people who who weren't associated with my brother and sister because I just wanted to be me. And this is also when social media kind of started to blossom. And I just, you know, you look for and seek validation from all these people who looking back don't matter. And amongst all of this chaos and me constantly rebelling and, and getting in trouble and getting in fights with my parents and all this crap and, and just really losing my way, the people who matter to me most in my life were trying to help me. They were trying to tell me exactly what I would be telling myself now. They were trying to show me that like, you're doing the most girlfriend for absolutely no fucking reason. Um, and I wish that I could go back and tell that person to listen. And especially listen to my mom, who right now you guys know as well, is my absolute best friend. She is my rock. That that woman is my whole world. Love her to pieces. And her and I had the worst relationship through these years of high school because I just wanted to do the opposite of anything she could possibly suggest, which is so funny now because I only ever really look for her advice at this point in my life. Like, Anything she says goes for sure. And I think building that relationship with your mom also does happen as you get older. You start to understand where she was coming from. And back then, I just simply did not understand it. So going through that time, again, if you're not in high school, that's fine. If you're not in you know, that phase of your life, you're not 15, 16 years old right now listening to this show, but there are people in your life who you can admit and you know wholeheartedly, damn, they really care about me. And they're trying to tell you some shit about some shit that you're doing. And they're trying to help you out and you're rebelling and you're pushing back and you're saying this and they don't understand and blah, 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 blah. Here's your advice. Maybe we should listen to those people. Not all the time, but if they are the people who you can admit to actually caring about you, actually giving a shit about your well-being, and they're giving you some sort of advice as to something, I think it's a good, it's a good chance we ought to listen at least a little bit. And I would have saved myself years of bullshit back in high school if I had done exactly that. And honestly, just calmed down a little bit and stopped looking for reasons to be my own person when I was my own person. But at that age, you know, my security in that was zero. My confidence in that was zero. So I had to do the extremes in order to build it, but I didn't need to. All I needed to do was be me. And that was enough. 
So I could have cut out all the bullshit. I could have cut out all the arguments. But looking back, uh, it's really cool to be able to recognize that because I'm sure there are going to be moments moving forward into my future where people in my life are genuinely caring about me and they're going to tell me some advice that I don't want to hear. I'm not saying you need to agree with these people all the time, but every time something like this does happen, I think it's worth opening up your ears and opening up your eyes to be able to see their point of view as well. So high school me, sorry, girlfriend, you are not it. You are, you can leave you in the past for sure. 25 year old me is glad that you did the shit that you did and, and you learn the lessons you learn. Um, but boy, oh boy, not the best time for me for sure. And if I could tell college me something, if me now could tell college me something back then, right? We've graduated high school. We're out of that petty season. We're into the big leagues. We're into the college days, which I go back and forth. Part of me feels like college was yesterday. Like I'm still in college and I still am am living that life. And then the other part of me is like, how in the fuck? Like that was, I graduated what, three years ago now? Like how, where, why, how, where did the time go? Like it, it is a very warped, I, I don't know. I, I can't distinguish it, but the years of college, I mean, if I could tell myself something and I could, I would tell myself a lot of things for this one, as anyone does, anyone who's been through college, been through college sports, athletics, it's a world, uh, it's a beast. It really is. But if I could tell myself one thing, um, I would just let myself know prior to starting that these years are going to be the hardest years of my life, but they are going to be the most important. They are going to be the most impactful years of my life. And what's that saying? When, when the, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Yeah. I think that freshman year, me going into all this maybe needed to hear this because anyone going into a new chapter of your life, you're excited. You're pumped. You're thrilled. You're especially going into college. You're free. You're independent. You're living on your own. Like, obviously I was very excited, but I don't think I had any inkling as to what the fuck I was facing heading into those years. But if I were to go back and tell myself something, I would remind myself every single step of the way, stick it out, stick it out, stick it out. These years, like I said, were the most impactful. They taught me the most life skills. They taught me, you know, discipline. They taught me work ethic and drive and organization and and everything in between. These years undoubtedly shaped me into the person I am today because high school me would not be doing any of the shit I'm doing right now would not have the mindset that I have right now, would not have a podcast right now, would not have any sort of drive to do any of the things, the big dreams and goals that I have. High school me would have laughed and been like, yeah, right, girlfriend. You, you, yeah, yeah, right. Not a chance. But going through college, going through how incredibly difficult that time was, it allowed me and it opened up kind of like a door, a door to my mind, if you will, to like what is possible truly when you set your sights on it, what you're capable of when you show up every single fucking day, not with the expectation to succeed, not with the expectation that today's going to be the day that everything works out, but with the expectation that shit's going to be really hard. This is going to be very challenging. Today's probably going to suck in some capacity, but you're going to get through it. And don't get me wrong. I told myself these types of things while I was living in the moment in college. You know, I didn't need to graduate, be done, be turning 25 to be able to have this advice for younger version of me. But that version of me didn't believe it. That version of me was not prepared. That version of me 
wasn't where I am today. And there was so many times through college, actually right at the very, very end of it, um, where I was contemplating quitting. So for anyone who doesn't know, I was a division one gymnast. I went to the university of Maryland and I faced pretty bad injuries as any gymnast does and shit got hard and X, Y, Z. And I hit a point, a breaking point where I was very, very close to quitting. And I've never quit anything in my entire life at that point. So you guys could imagine going through gymnastics from the age of three years old till, you know, 20 or whatever, when I was considering quitting, uh, that's a long time. That is quitting who you are. That is your identity at that stage. That is 17 of your 20 years of life wrapped up into being a gymnast. And I was contemplating quitting. So 25 year old me now would have whispered in my ear a little louder, stick it out. Stick it out, stick it out, because I wasted a lot of months and a lot of my potential in college not wanting to be there, really tired, really sore. Is this even worth it? What's the point? X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. So if I had had a little a little 25-year-old D sitting on my shoulder back then and I could have just shared like, dude, it's worth it. You got this. Like I would have probably enjoyed that time a whole lot more. And going off of that too, like it's okay to also be different than the people around you as well. And I think that's another piece of advice I would have given college me or, or that, that side of me as well. It's like, it's okay to want to put in the work. It, it, it's okay to, you know, have more of a drive than maybe some of your peers or have a better work ethic than the people around you. Like that doesn't make you weird or bad or any of these things. And I think that component um, is really what's driven me into being the person that I am today is, is understanding like, I got, I got something special about me and I'm not tooting my own horn because a lot of us have it. But like, when you know, you know, when you have that drive, you have that work ethic, you have that discipline, you're the friend in the group where everyone's like, how is she doing? Blank, blank, blank. Oh, of course she's up early doing blank, blank, blank. Like we are those people. This, the MRP is that community. So I know that you guys get it, but I also know that there's a lot of people that surround us that don't get it. And me during those years uh, felt very different and weird. And maybe I shouldn't be doing, you know, working as hard as I am, or maybe I should be slacking off. But if I were to go tell myself something like, it's okay to work hard. And it's also okay to see these years as an opportunity to grow and learn and progress and develop into who the fuck you want to be. And not just years spent partying and drinking and being on your own and not having any parental supervision. Like, Yes, that's what college is about, but trust me when I say there is a way you can do both. And I'm very proud of myself for doing both through my time because trust me when I say I had my fun in college, as anybody does, um, especially at UMD, it was freaking amazing. But it can also be a time where you set yourself up for what the fuck the next couple years, next couple generations of your life are going to look like, right? Not generations, decades, that's what I meant to say. The next couple decades of what your life are going to look like. So if I could go back and tell college me something, it would be to stick it out, to recognize that these years are going to be hard, but they're hard for good reason. And if you do this shit right and you show up the way you know you need to show up, you're going to seek the benefits of that for the next years and years to come. Moving on to the next chapter of my life, which I think is going to be the most relatable for anyone out there right now. And if I could tell myself, my, my first year in the real world, me, something, First thing I would say is fucking run, dude. Tie up your shoes real tight and get the fuck out. No, seriously, jumping into the real world after college, after being an athlete, after having so much of your identity figured out for you and scheduled for you and 
jumping into this was a rude awakening into it still is every day. It's like, what, what do I do? What is my purpose? Who am I? Like these, these questions float around and it's like, you're supposed to have the answer to this. When, at what point, maybe when I turn 30, I'll be able to answer these questions for you guys. But if I were to tell me the first year in the real world, me something, I would say, don't get caught up in what everyone else wants you to be. And the only validation that you need is from you. And I wish that, I mean, I graduated school at what, 20, I think I graduated at 21. I graduated college a year early. So I was only at at UMD for three years. Um, So once I graduated the real world, it kind of felt like I had almost created myself a gap year. You know, sometimes people take a gap year after college to do whatever, and then they like start the real world. Um, I didn't, but I felt like I had a year to like figure my shit out because technically speaking, I would still be in school for that fourth year. So like I had a little bit of time, but then of course the other side of me who's driven and in a work ethic and is like, no, dude, you've got an extra year. You've got an extra jump. Like let's get going. Let's get pushing towards this. Let's do that. And I went to school to be a physician's assistant. Well, actually let me backpedal. I wanted to be a surgeon. That was my goal as I want to be a doctor. I want to be a surgeon. This is what we're doing. And then the older I got, the more I went through school, the less I wanted to continuously go through another freaking 15 years of schooling and craziness. And I had a few friends who were PAs and going into that route, a physician's assistant, and I loved it. So that was my like very, very clear focus uh, through school was like PA school, PA school, PA school. So I did all of like the prereqs. I did everything I needed to do. I did it really freaking fast because I graduated in three years, summers, winters, all the things, lots of courses. And I graduated and I said, holy moly, I've got a whole year to get this PA application as tip top shape as I possibly could. And I'm going to do the most in order to make that happen. So of course I started working in the medical field um, and was doing, you know, signing up for extra classes. There were still a few like prereqs for PA school that I needed to take that like were not a part of my major or anything like that at school. So signing up for those and just diving into like everything I would need to do to be a PA, which I started to calculate. I think I would have graduated PA school at like 20, like right about now, (laughs) right about now, which is insane to think that I would be a practicing physician's assistant at 25 years old or even earlier, depending on the program and things like that. And part of me was like, that's so cool. And then the other half of me was actually drowning inside thinking I'm going to start my career at 25 years old. And, and, and then what? I just work as a PA until I'm 65. Like until when, like it just, it scared the shit out of me but it was the smart move it was a really you know solid career path it was the you know for sure direction towards success and and all these things so that's what i did because i started to get very caught up in what everyone else around me was saying friends family mentors teachers professors ever that was that was the good move that was the safe move even though it was a really hard direction and it was a very challenging and very long road to get there it was the way i needed to go apparently so as i started to work in the medical field i started to become absolutely miserable and i would call my mom on my hour and a half commute home from work crying my eyes out about how i just couldn't do this and it was killing me and it was this and it was that and it was just not at all what i expected it was draining the life out of me. 
but I was told to stick it out. I was told that, you know, this is what it takes. I was told that blank, blah, blank. And I wish I could go back and tell myself in those very long car rides that what do you want to do? Where, where do you see yourself going? Who do you want to be? And it wasn't until I quit that job in the medical field, which is officially the only thing I've ever quit in my life. It wasn't until I quit that, that I started to kind of figure it out. But again, taking that next step, the same kind of reoccurring theme and pattern started to pick up because as soon as I was unemployed, which scared the shit out of my family, what do you mean you're unemployed? What do you mean you quit your job? Like what? We got student loans coming in. We've got this. We've got that. I know. I know. I know. I was still kind of figuring out who I was. And for anyone going through a transitional phase right now for yourself, or maybe you haven't even pulled that, that trigger yet as far as quitting your job or moving across country or whatever the thing is that you're thinking about, start to think about what you want. Start to think about why you want to make the choices you make and also why you're not making the choices. Are you not pulling the trigger because so-and-so thinks it's not a good idea? Are you not pulling the trigger because, you know, your mom doesn't think it's a good option or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever thinks it's an unsafe bet? Like, why are you hesitating? And why are you also continuously thinking about it? You got to figure out pros and cons here. If you're hesitating and the people in your life are are throwing all these red flags, again, going back to what I had said in high school, uh, if they're the people who genuinely care about you with every fiber of their being and they're giving you their best advice, that's very different than someone in your life to telling you that's a silly idea. Because when I quit my job and I stopped working in the medical field, my next job was as a personal trainer because I was in between looking for another job in the medical field against all of my best wishes that I had gone on, actually done a bunch of rounds of interviews. I actually got a few other positions and was holding off on accepting them because something didn't feel right. Something about being, you know, cooped up in a hospital or an office building all hours of the day, every day, and on the interview being told that I need to work every Thanksgiving and every Christmas possible, something didn't sit right. And that's not to, you know, disregard or disrespect anyone in the medical field. Y'all have my heart and soul. And in another life, that is a thousand percent the direction I'm going to go because I think it is the coolest shit in the whole world. But me at 22 years old, feeling like I had to sign my life away in order to be, you know, doing just not work that I felt any bit passionate to do, I made a switch. So I started working as a personal trainer and instantly every single one in my life whether they think they did or they didn't, they did, started to kind of ridicule me for wanting to work in fitness. You know, I get like the, oh, you're going to be a personal trainer? Oh, you're going to work at a gym? Or, okay, well, where's that going to lead? Or what's that going to do? Or what are you going to do with that? Right? To go from I want to be a surgeon to I want to be a personal trainer, to me, that's a pretty big distinction. That's a pretty big gap between those two. And in all honesty, guys, when I first started working as a PT uh, in my my local gym, I was slightly embarrassed. I'll say it 100%. I was slightly embarrassed. Why? Because being a personal trainer was that job you got like out of high school, right? You didn't need a degree. You didn't need to graduate this. You especially, me, didn't need to have a 3.7 GPA and graduate my undergrad in three years all sped up and smarty pants me to go be a personal trainer. I was like, I, like I had a very, very hard time accepting myself in that role until I started to gather clients 
and meet people and work with people and have those transformations and have those conversations and feel like, holy shit, what I was after as, as a PA was to help. And now what I'm doing as a personal trainer, a PT, I don't know, it's me with the P names, PA to PT, I was doing the same thing. I was helping. I was making an impact. I was helping people, not just physically, but mentally as well. And I started to recognize that, okay, you know, a career in fitness doesn't need to be confined to the four walls of a gym. And okay, maybe this gym here that I'm at is not going to be my forever job, but like, we got to start somewhere. And the experience that I gained as an in-person trainer during that time was so valuable. I wouldn't trade it for the world and also wouldn't have helped me. I wouldn't have been where I'm, where I'm at right now without it. So as you're going through these transitions, don't skip over the steps that you think are, you know, you're above it or you're too good for that or you don't need that. You don't need this like you do. And it's OK also as you're going through this transition to be at a place where you're like, I'm not good here. I, I don't have any interest in staying here. Understand that there are stepping stones to all of this shit and your dream life, career, job, relationship, house. You have to start at ground zero. We all do. So start at that ground zero, be okay putting in your time and your reps there before you can build it to something greater and then build it to something even better than that and continue to look back and reflect every three to four years saying, damn, I'm really glad that I spent all that time working at, I don't know, Macy's in the mall because without working at Macy's in the mall doing retail for those six months, I would have never met so-and-so. And then when I met so-and-so, I got promoted to this, to that, to the next thing. And all of a sudden I'm in a job in a career in a field that maybe I never even thought imaginable for me. And I'm so happy I'm here. So looking back on my first year in the real world, I would have just told myself the only validation I need is from me. And if I had taken a second to slow down and really recognize why I was doing the things I was doing, and started to pay more attention to what I actually wanted and actually enjoyed and, and the spaces I liked being in. The only thing I liked to do at that point was go to the gym. So naturally, like, yeah, go plant yourself in a gym. Go do the things that you're passionate about. And I wish that I could have told myself that because I wasted, not wasted, because it's all very beneficial in the grand scheme of things, but I spent a lot of time being very miserable at that medical job. And then I spent a lot of time being very miserable being that I couldn't figure it out. Like that was the first time in my life I ever couldn't figure something out. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't like the fact that I was unemployed. Like it was very uncomfortable. But spending that time there and getting to know me and my passions and what I genuinely enjoyed, it planted me where I needed to be. And, and I was able to let that seed grow until I was able to, you know, harvest it and, and move on to the next thing. And then that's where the growth continues. But don't get caught up in needing to be there right now. So that's, that is, I think the most applicable to a lot of you guys out there if you are going through a transition and that's not to say you need to switch your field completely and change careers but if you're going through a transition keep going and last but not least if i could go back and tell 24 year old me something basically the last year of my life give or take i would tell her that your worth is not embedded in your to-do list you are not a better person because you got more done. You are not, you know, less because you did less. The me from the last year and the me today needs to hear this. And I think a lot of you need to hear it as well. Your, you are not your achievements, your goals, your aspirations. They're fantastic. They help push you. They help you, you know, show up every day with a purpose and a focus. But that is not who you are. 
your title at work, your accomplishments in the gym, your physique, your external appearance, your relationship, those do not define your worth. And most of all, rest is in fact productive. This last year of my life has been the only time in the 25 years of living that I have actually understood and semi-appreciated, not all the time, I'm still a little crazy, but semi-appreciated rest. Resting mentally, resting physically, and being okay with slowing down. Because the me through high school, the me through college, the me through you know, commuting an hour and a half and getting my workout in, you know, during my lunch break and going back to work and trying to cram three days worth of shit into a 24 hour period. That version of me felt so much pride with how much I was able to get done and, and, and wrapped my entire being around how much shit I can accomplish every single day. And don't get me wrong. There is still a very big part of me that thinks and feels and acts and behaves the same way. And it, it helps. It helps with success. It helps with getting shit done. It helps with productivity. It helps with career advancements, like work ethic, drive, discipline. All of it is, is freaking gold. But you have to have another side to that. There has to be, you know, a flip side to that coin. Otherwise, you will and can and do drive yourself into the ground. Your body needs to slow down. And just because you don't feel stressed doesn't mean your body isn't battling a war internally. And that's what the last year to year and a half of my life has been is, is an internal war that's going on with the external version of me being so fixated and focused and, you know, zombified by like my to-do list that I didn't even realize. I didn't even know anything was going wrong. All of the health issues that I'm going through right now with my stomach and my digestion and my hormones and everything being totally flipped up on its head is, is a perfect description of what's been going on because externally, you guys would never know. Externally, I got my shit together. I got my abs look good. You know, my hair's done. You know, I'm nice and tan for the summer. Like all of the external, check that box. And that external me is focused on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And internally, that version of me has been dying and, and just crippling down. I'm picturing like, I don't know, just my organs like melting. Obviously, that is not what's happening. But that's what I'm visualizing inside is my body's trying so hard to keep up with the external go, 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 get shit done, do more, achieve more, be more, get more done. It's trying so hard to catch up with that. And it just it simply can't. It's, it's an engine that's running out of fuel. And I wish that I, now having this information, could have gone back a year ago and told myself, just slow down. You're going to do all the things you know you can do. You're going to get everything done. But to constantly be stressed about and putting pressure on yourself and trying to be faster and more efficient, and it's not necessary. Because hear me out, amongst all of the craziness of your to-do list and, and the brief moments of spare time between crossing one item off and then the next, this is your life. And what happens when that to-do list is done? If you're like me, another item gets added onto it. Or maybe it is the end of the night, you put your head on your pillow, but then you wake up the next day with a fresh to-do list ready to go. And while we're all so caught up in crossing off that next thing, like you forget that this is your life. You don't live your life once the to-do list is done, guys. 
And I wish so badly I could have told myself this a year and a half ago because there's probably a lot of the issues that I'm dealing with now could have been avoided. Right? Nobody should be, you know, working on their computer, typing a mile a minute while shoveling down lunch at the speed of light before hopping on their next call and then going to do this and then cramming in a crazy workout and then coming back home to like all hours of the day every single day. And then what happens? The weekend rolls around and I was just so burnt out, fatigued, tired that all I wanted to do is just lay on the couch. But being so crazy, being so go, 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 being, you know, constantly focused on, well, what can I get done? I didn't even let myself do that. So having a focus is fantastic. Having a to-do list is great. Being organized and structured, I, I owe a lot of my success to that. And there's a lot of it that I keep in my routine now and will continue to, but you have to be able to slow down. Stop and smell the motherfucking roses is my new saying of the rest of my life because the roses might not be there when your to-do list is done. And that metaphor, take, take it and apply it to whatever you may, to your life, your relationships, you know, certain events, whatever. It's not about waiting until you're done with everything to slow down or waiting until you finish your tasks to go live your life or waiting for the weekend to be able to, you know, enjoy a nice sunrise. Like these things are what gets you through. These, these, this is your life. The to-do list is, is in addition to that. And if anyone else out there needs to hear this or is just struggling with that constant go, 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 and starting to experience any of the health issues gut-wise or whatever that I've been feeling, please reach out. And I, I would be more than happy to just talk through this with you because like I said, this podcast in part has become an internal diary for me as well because a lot of this are things that I need to continuously hear, even right now, even going into to my work day or the weekend or whatever it may be, like it's okay to slow down and you are not less of a person because you got less of your to-do list done. And your identity is not wrapped up in your achievements. Your achievements are in addition to that. Your achievements help you as far as, as growth and progress, but they're not you. So remind yourself, and this is something I tell myself always, 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 it will all get done. And I think sometimes too, I get so caught up in that to-do list because it does have to get done. But the way that you approach it says a lot. And there has never been a day, knock on wood, that I have not gotten everything done that I needed to get done. But hear me out, the approach that I take has to change. And it has been changing, and I'm very proud of myself for that. But I wish I could go back and tell my old self to just slow it the fuck down. You will get it all done. You don't need to be a frantic, stressed out mess. You can take a second to breathe. You can step outside when the weather's really nice. Hell, you work from home. Go do something fun in the middle of the day. I wish I could tell myself that. And that's the approach that I'm going to be taking for hopefully the unforeseeable future because I never, ever, ever want to be feeling the way that I'm feeling right now. And I know a lot of it is going to come down to me making some pretty significant lifestyle changes. And being, you know, big girl 25 now, put my big girl pants on. I know it's up to me in order to change this. And I've had, you know, coaches and directions and programs and all of that given to me for so long of my life. But I think the hardest piece is now knowing like this is on me. If I want to see changes, I have to make changes. And take that for what you will. Maybe you're on the total opposite side of the coin and you are lazy as can be, pushing off that to-do list and procrastinating everything that needs to get done. You got to do the opposite. 
But I know for a lot of us listening to this show, it's that high achieving, go, 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 goal oriented type of person. And I appreciate the fuck out of all of you and don't ever lose that, but find a balance to it and stop putting your insides, your internal health, your mental health, your body, stop putting it through a war because your brain is on X game mode. Okay. We all need to slow down a little bit. And I really wish I could go back and tell my old self that, and I know that I can't. So I'm telling my present self that and my future me that as well. Coming full circle back to what I had mentioned at the start of the show as well, all of these lessons, you know, high school me, college, 20 year old me, these are all lessons that I need to hear now and will continuously apply to my life now for the next 5, 10, 15, 30 years of my life, which is why these reflections are so important. And hopefully you learned something in today that really resonated with you, or maybe was something that you needed to hear because it's a current situation you're going through and you needed to take that second to pause. You needed to take a second to reflect and maybe redirect your actions a little bit. But regardless of what it may be, being that I'm 25, you could be 32, 52, 16, it doesn't matter. This whole journey is about growth. And sometimes that growth has to happen because we're slowing down. So cheers to almost 25 years on this planet. Cheers to each of you for all of the endless support that you have shown me. And I sincerely thank every single one of you for making this last year absolutely incredible. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will catch you guys next week.